Hey, and welcome to the first episode of the Fanny Pack Podcast. You're here with Dolly. And Kiana. How y'all doing today? How y'all doing? We're uh, having a little bit of a quarry here. <laughs> quarry. Well, I'm under the impression that Draco Malfoy ruins everything. We're talking Harry Potter today. Oh, big time here. <laughs> I'm serious. Draco ruins everything. With the freaking Inquisitorial Squad? Like, come on! With the Inquisitorial Squad, he couldn't murder Dumbledore right, which caused all... Everybody wants to call Harry Potter the hero of the Harry Potter series, but just because Draco is an insufferable idiot... Like, Harry couldn't have done anything if Draco was actually, like, listening to people and doing as he was fucking told. I know. The thing is that got me was this kid literally put his father in Azkaban! Finally, dumbass! He joined the Inquisitorial Squad, which got Harry caught, making him go to the Ministry early. And Voldemort was caught early before he was supposed to have been. And because the DA got caught early, thanks to Draco, because this dude decided I'm gonna join up with the, you know, with the ministry, because reasons, because fuck Harry, right? So they got Dumbledore kicked out of the school, which sounds great on paper, until you realize that Dumbledore now has nothing better to do when Voldemort shows up at the fucking ministry. Exactly. And, like, if they'd have just left shit alone, and, like, if they hadn't gotten involved, it'd have taken Umbridge a while to find out about the DA or whatever, but by that point, they could have had Harry at the fucking ministry. They could have had Harry at the ministry by then. Like, I. Dumbledore wouldn't have been there to help Harry. He wouldn't have been there right away because. Now, now. Because. It may sound like we're defending Voldemort. And the Death Eaters and everything. No way. I, like, I'm, we're happy Harry beat Voldemort. We're happy that Dumbledore was there to save him. But the we we just kind of think Voldemort is an idiot for trusting everything to a fucking sixteen-year-old. Exactly. A sixteen-year-old that had the previously year the previous year pretty well fucked him over. Finally, dumbass. I'm just saying you you. You gotta be a special kind of dumb to hinge your entire plan on a teenager. Especially one who already has doubts. He inevitably radicalized the linchpin in his own destruction. Got his dad locked up in Azkaban. He foiled Voldemort's plan. But all see, because of his arrogance and his jealousy. And his unwillingness to really get involved. Because TBH, in my personal opinion, if they had not put Draco on the task of murdering Dumbledore, if they had just given him the task of, like, if Voldemort had just said, look, get us in, he could have done that. Finally, dumbass. He totally could do that. And not only that, by the end... He would have done the job right, he would have gotten praised for it, he would have associated Voldemort with that praise, and he would have been a more fervent fighter because of it. But because Voldemort put way too much on his shoulders, 
too fucking early. He ruined everything. Draco Malfoy ruins everything. Exactly. And it gave Harry time to come up with a plan to defeat Voldemort, essentially. And like, while we're talking about Draco Malfoy and his many ineptitudes, like... I, I want to come out and say I am not a Draco Malfoy hater. I'm not a Draco Malfoy stan. I'm not a hater. I just... I think he's an interesting and complex character. I just don't feel one way or Finally, dumbass. Like a person. Unlike me, I love Draco Malfoy. Most girls, we love the bad boys. I... I, I'm a lesbian, so I can't, you know. Um, Draco Malfoy can't fight. He can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say it. He can't fight. I'm sorry. That scene in the manor in seventh book when he's fighting with Harry over that wand, he's got no fucking fighting instincts whatsoever. Because if that were Dudley, Dudley would have fucking socked him. And the thought never crosses Draco mind, Draco's mind once. Like, excuse me, sir. He he's more like you told me before. He likes the high ground where he can use his wand to defend himself. Wizards have become dependent on their wands. I'm sorry. <laughs> Except Hermione. That crack to the face of Malfoy was the best scene in all of Harry Potter. Uh, it is my, like, 100% headcanon that all three of the Golden Trio can hold their own in a fight. Plus all of the Weasleys. Oh, God. No wand yeah. at all. Like, I, even... Except maybe Percy. No, because I think even push came to shove, Percy would still punch you in the fucking face. Exactly. He's got, like... Him included, six brothers. Discluding... Him, he's got like five brothers. You do not grow up with that many brothers and not at least learn how to defend yourself. And then there's Ginny growing up with all of six them. Six brothers. All of them. Her mother and her father. There's a reason. There is a reason why they sent Arthur, Fred, and George to Harry's, to the Dursleys. In fourth year, because they know Molly would have went nuts on Petunia. We're getting off topic, sweetie. Please, contain that. We're, we'll get into that next week, okay? Yes, there's a little spoiler for next week. Anyway, Draco Malfoy and all of his many ineptitudes. Hey, be careful how you talk about my husband. Your husband was also a racist, so... Hey, I'm judging him by how he turned out at the end of the series. I know, but you cannot at least deny that during the series, he, he was, was a racist, racist prick. Yes. He was a prick. I... No hate. No, Just... no, no hate if you like Draco. We hate the sin, love the sinner. Oh, God, don't use biblicalisms on me. I'm fucking gay. <laughs> hey. I, I, I know. Putting this out here, too? I, I don't. I don't fuck with Drary. I, I like the gay. I don't like Drary. I, I, 
I tolerate it more than I tolerate Dramini, but I don't like Dreary. Listen, Dramini will never be okay with me. He repeatedly called her racial slurs. That will never be okay with me. Like, if you, if you, like, fucking threw that shit in an alternate universe where, like, I don't know, blood status doesn't exist or something. You messed up. You were supposed to get her again. Shush. Like, if, if it was, like, a different kind of universe and that shit just didn't exist and their, their history didn't exist, like, you know, I could tolerate it, but I canon... always read it as alternative universe because, yes, in canon, it doesn't it, it doesn't show. It In canon, it would just be kind of romanticizing abuse. We don't, we don't do that. No, it's kind of like Fifty Shades of Grey. It, it, uh, you know, in Fifty Shades of Grey, the argument could be made that that shit was consensual. Even so. You know, it, 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 at least if if Christian Grey was tying up Anastasia Steele and calling her a bad little bitch, I, you know, she would have been cool with that for the most part. And, and we, we, we can argue about, like, the consent issues in Fifty Shades of Grey another time, but at no point was Hermione okay with what was happening to her. We're filming a fucking podcast. Come on. Hey, I'm sorry. I got ADHD. I got ADHD too, but come on. Maybe Shush. But, in all honesty, Draco did fuck things up for everybody at Hogwarts and Voldemort. He fuck, He just fucked things up for everybody. Like, it's also Voldemort's fault for putting that much pressure on Draco. Like, in 6th year, yeah, in 5th year, Draco was just being an idiot. Like, if you remember, second book, when he was, when Harry was in Borgen and Burke's hiding, there was a scene with Lucius where he was saying, it just, it wouldn't do to make an enemy of Harry, because that, that fucks with their, oh, we were under the Imperius curse, we didn't really believe Voldemort's spiel. Which, like, I don't get because it was, like, so well-known to the community, like, how fervent believers the Malfoys were. And, like, I get that the Ministry would, like, take their word for it, but you cannot tell me that at some point somebody somewhere realized, like, not that... That, that, that guy doesn't believe in pure blood, like, that guy doesn't believe the shit he was saying. There was no way. I... But it was, it was Draco's arrogance and his anger because Harry denied his friendship. That Draco was him. jealous of him. Exactly. Draco was fucking jealous. It was also the fact that Harry denied his <clears throat> friendship, so he got angry with him, so he thought, well, if you don't want to be my friend, I'm just going to make your life miserable. Against my father's wishes. And exactly. then he says, my father will hear about this. And yet, what, does he, what doesn't he tell his father? The fact that he always picks on Harry. Exactly. Because if his father knew, 
That boy would get a whooping of his life. I mean, in the book, you can definitely tell that Lucius is less, is more like, I don't like him, but don't, you know, bother him or anything. Don't publicly go against him. But, like, in the movie, you can fucking tell the whole time. It's like, he hates Harry. Very, like, publicly and announcedly. And it's like, nobody picks up on that? Like, no hate to Jason Isaacs as an actor. Just whoever wrote that fucking script. I could, I could say that about all the Harry Potter movies. Like, whoever wrote that fucking script. <laughs> and whoever fucking lit the last two, like, three movies. I, I want to have a word with whoever lit the last three movies. Because what the fuck were you doing? We could barely see anything. You have to go on your computer and lighten it that way. It is, like, mm. And again, we're off topic. ADD, you know, ADHD. Anyway. Thirteen minutes. I've got so much to say in so little time. We could do this for like an hour. Uh, not that much, but I got more than that on my head. Okay, we'll talk about Draco for like an hour, then we'll cut it, we'll start it in another one, and then, you know. Anyway, back to Draco. <laughs> <laughs> Drago always kind of struck me as like especially in um, the last two books um, he was really super into everything for the first five books and then when reality hit him I think it really be because because everything went so downhill so fast for him, I don't think there ever really was a chance of him really being loyal to Voldemort. Yeah. If his, like, I want to say indoctrination had been slower and more deliberate and littered in with more praise and more like, you did good, Draco, I'm proud of you, and without legitimate amounts of guilt involved... For some of us who are listening, or for someone like me, what does the word indoctrinate mean? Indoctrinate? Indoctrinate, yes. Basically brainwash. Okay. Um, but if he had been, like, brainwashed very slowly, I think he would have been more for the cause. But because so much happened to him so quickly, he was... Finally, dumbass. Sensitized. He was on his guard, and everything was happening so fast that he couldn't like process it, and come to grips with it, or deal with it. Which was why he was always like guarded up in the sixth book, even even against Snape. Exactly. Because he didn't know who the fuck he could trust, and uh, honestly, I don't think he really knew what the fuck was going on. No. And again, don't take this as me defending Draco. I'm just discussing his character and the plot. But then there's also the fact that you gotta look at it from another way. He was a 16-year-old kid being forced to do something and then having to watch the only man who ever tried to help you be killed right in front of you. Because oh, and I got a, I got a lot to say about Snape next and then, time. And then the guilt 
that kicks in because you're looking at your once headmaster who tried to help you falling lifeless off of that astronomy tower and you sitting there going, why didn't I accept his help? I wouldn't be in the mess that I am if I had have taken Dumbledore's help and I might have had a little bit more protection than what I did. Because Voldemort left way too much doubt in and he didn't gradually desensitize him to it. He pushed him in and threw him right in, right off the hop, and said, Go on, kid! You can swim! And Draco couldn't swim. That was a problem. He was in over his head too quickly. He couldn't swim. Exactly. So, of course, Snape had to go in and clean up the mess, which had already been plotted with Dumbledore anyway, but, you know... And then that caused the whole confusions with the wands. Because the wand allegiance had technically gone to Draco. We all know this, because it had technically gone to Draco because Draco had disarmed him, but it had been Snape who killed him. And Voldemort didn't figure that out until the last minute and didn't have a moment of self-reflection like, huh, maybe I shouldn't have trusted the murder of Finally, a 16-year-old kid. Exactly. It, mm, there's just... So much that is fucking dumb about Voldemort. Like, <laughs> he wanted too much power too quickly, and he didn't think methodically about what the fuck he was doing and prepare better. He just wanted the power and he wanted it now, and he would have done anything. He, he literally did anything he could to get it. Even if it meant dirty tricks and leaving his shit to a 16-year-old kid. Like, be smart, dude. If you want to take over the fucking world, you don't put it in the hands of a 16-year-old kid. Exactly. Like, I get I get the metaphor he was going for there. Like, I, I get the angle. It was like, oh, see, you were betrayed by one of the kids that you hold so dear to you. But, like... Technically not. No, actually. Like, mm. Technically, it ended up being Voldemort who was, the, the, you know, the victim of that plan. Yeah. But you also kind of see Draco's loyalties flicker. Uh, Ma'am, I wouldn't call it a flicker. I would call it more of a... You know? A vibration between loyalties. It was, I don't know I think at that point it was, you know, that's my mom. Yeah. I'd rather be with my parents than. Well, his mom at least. Yeah. Well, I could see if she wasn't as scared as what she was, I think she would have walked over to Dumbledore's side. Well, see, here the, here's the thing too. She knew Draco and Harry were alive, so she knew. That Harry probably had something up his sleeve, and that's why she said Draco come here because she knew Harry was gonna rip shit and they were gonna peace out. Exactly. 
And then Lucy is kind of clued in when his wife and son started walking away. I'm getting the fuck out of here, too. See, this is the thing that always, like, gets me when people try to defend Draco with a, well, he was abused by his parents argument. Like, no. no that kid, mother. that kid never wanted for a damn thing. And I, I don't care if you're like, well, you know, rich kids can still be abused. Like, no, that kid was, was rich with money and love. I am sorry, you do not lie to the Dark Lord if you don't give a shit about your kid. <laughs> sorry, I got a little heated there. Yeah. Which, also, like, even on the flip side, like, I don't care how abused a person is. That's no excuse for being a racist. Just no excuse. See, on one hand, I could kind of see where abuse would come from would be more from his father because maybe he didn't do something right or he didn't listen to something but I cannot with any fiber of my being I cannot see Narcissa beating her son I don't think I could see Narcissa tolerating it either no See, that's why I said I don't think that kid was ever abused. No. Not mentally, not physically, not emotionally. That kid grew up in a very loving home. Because he was supposed to be the contrast to Harry. Because Harry grew up in a loveless home where nobody gave a shit about him. And he was m mentally and emotionally abused. And physically, by definitely. I guess you could say that. Well, and Vernon... Not really. Uh, what do you call grabbing a kid by the hair of his head and basically tossing him into his under-the-covered room? Okay, but the, when we're talking about abuse, we're talking about scenarios where it's like... Where he's like physically ramming him into objects and hitting him and leaving bruises on his body. We can talk about what qualifies the Dursleys as being abusive on another day. I'm just saying... He is a contrast to Harry, because Harry was brought up in a loveless, abusive household, and Draco was in a loving household that, you know, he got what he wanted. And don't, don't come at me with that affluenza argument, that's bullshit. That is 100% bullshit every day of the week. I don't the care. what, sorry? Um, it was a... Oh, from a case a while ago, they said, well, he did all these things because he was a rich kid and it's affluenza. It's like, mm, shut the fuck up. What does affluenza mean? It means you're so rich, you don't think consequences exist for you. Oh. Which, in my head, is like, just a little bit of bullshit. Because, like, no. No, you're not like Jeff Bezos. So, you know, shut the fuck up, actually, my dude. Uh, anyway. But, yeah. Draco Malfoy was never abused. No. Was he terrified of his Aunt Bellatrix? Absolutely! <laughs> you cannot tell me nothing about that. He was terrified of that woman. I'll tell you, I was 
And I'm like, I'm actually really upset that they never like put Andromeda in the movies because in the book it was like a moment for Harry when he first saw her because of how much she looked like Bellatrix. Like he almost fucking rushed that woman. <laughs> it was it was a thing because like he was seeing red. And which, like, I, I just wish that we got a little bit more of the effect that Sirius's death had on him. You know? And the fact that when you lose Ted Tonks, you at least get to see the man. You, you that get to see Ted his. Was named after. Teddy, yeah. But not only that, in the books, you got to meet Ted. You got to meet Andromeda. You got to see the people who raised Nymphadora. And you got to... You became attached to them so as to the fact when you find out Ted died, there's emotion there for you. But in the movie, you don't see that. You don't, you don't get that. Well... The, the deaths that hurt me the most were Fred. Obviously. Hawks. Uh-huh. Remus. Yep. Sirius. Yeah. And Dumbledore. Don't you dare forget about Dobby. And Dobby. And Hedwig. Yes. I saw this uh, picture on Facebook. It was Dobby standing with Hedwig and it says Dobby's happy Oh, don't hurt me like that. I looked at that and almost cried. Uh, I think I actually did cry. You can't hurt me like that. You just can't. I'm We're sorry. filming. I'm sorry We're recording. to anybody who's listening to this. If I hurt you with that, it's just, it was the sweetest picture I had ever seen. And it made me cry. I loved it so much. Like, she was an innocent owl, and she was killed, and then Dobby, he was an innocent house elf, and he, he, he was killed by Bellatrix, and I'm like, the minute I, I saw that- As if we needed more reason to hate Bellatrix. As soon as I saw that dagger in Dobby, I turned around and I almost turned off the fucking TV, and I'm like, you're a fucking bitch, I hate you, Bellatrix, and I- we were living in Niagara Falls when I watched that movie again, and like this part, I think it was part one of seven when that happened. Uh, yes, the very end of seven. I was upstairs in my room, and my sister could hear me screaming my lungs out when I saw that again. And I'm like, oh, and she's like, you good up there? And I'm like, no, don't be dead. She's like, oh, don't hurt me. <laughs> It was just, it was, a lot of unnecessary people had to die in that movie, in those books. But yeah. Uh, see, and I feel like we need to say this now. I know we're almost like half an hour into this podcast, but I gotta say this now. Neither of us stand by J.K. Rowling's statements about trans people. No. We, no. we disavow her 
we love her books. Don't love her. We have managed to find our own middle ground with like death of the author. Um, I think Rita Skeeter wrote the Harry Potter books now. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but no, we we do not agree with her statements. We support trans people. We love them. I I on my Facebook, my picture is literally. I'm an LGBTQ plus supporter. And I'm gay. And non-binary. But, you know. It's just... An ant. Oh, it's Harry Potter. But we love it as a thing that is separate from her, Joanne. I know her, like the K in her middle name doesn't stand for anything, but I swear to God, it's Joanne Karen Rowling. <laughs> yeah. And she hates being called a Karen, so I will use that. Because I am a petty bitch. Rowling liked Rita Skeeter either, considering. I'd rather tolerate it be done by Rita Skeeter than J.K. Rowling. I mean, the upside is that J.K. Rowling doesn't like Draco Malfoy either. So, you know, middle fingers. I, I love Draco, to be honest. It's, I, I it's like him. It's fun to try and figure him out. I guess it's just me being the person I am thinking I'd be able to change Draco. And that's the mindset that gets so many people into trouble. Exactly. Go change gradually. <laughs> Although, like, I, I would argue that the most display of change in Draco Malfoy, I know we all hate Cursed Child for that awful, awful tidbit of queer baiting. I call it a tidbit. It's like most of the book. But I will forever go down shipping Elvis and Scorpius. Thank you, me too. Um I, I would argue you can best see Draco Draco Malfoy's character arc in Scorpius. Because Scorpius is a kind, tolerant young man who does not believe any of the things that Draco believed at his age. Which means, m more than anything, that was taught to him. Those were the beliefs he grew up with. Which means... Well, it also helped that his mother was a story of greengrass. Yep. She wasn't a believer in Wilma. No. And she, I will admit, she changed Draco for the better. I, I definitely agree. But I I'm really glad, too, that they didn't have him, like, fall back on his old bullshit after she died. Yeah, because he loved her so much. I, well, not only really that, but I think he had also come to, like, believe that stuff himself by that point. And, and was also just, like, ashamed of the shit he did as a teenager. Which, 
you know, fair play. Most of us are. That's why I kind of like how you went from calling Hermione the M word to calling her, instead of the M word and just Ranger, in Cursed Child, he calls her Hermione. Which is like... The respect that she never got in school from him. Exactly! And... and the first time I read that tidbit, I'm like, oh my god, did he just call her Hermione? <laughs> I know, it was, it was a moment. It was a moment. <laughs> Which kind of, uh, it, it kind of got my little her, Hermione heart fluttering, but it was also that, oh my god, you actually see this kid grow into a mature, respectable man, unlike his father and how he used to be. You know, the thing I always laugh about is that you find most Dramini shippers hate Ron and Hermione together like fully with a passion they won't even like tolerate his existence which just makes me laugh because I don't remember I Ron Weasley ever calling her racial slurs I respect Ron and Hermione don't get me wrong I am pro Ron and Hermione We'll talk about our ships another time. Yes. Hmm? 33 minutes. Um, <laughs> my point is Draco was able to have its redemption towards the end of the series. I, I wouldn't say his redemption arc was in the series. It, I, his redemption arc was completed when he raised a son who did not believe any of the things he had done at his age. Well, then it'd be, be between the end of seventh year after the war to Cursed Child, where his character started to grow and his redemption arc started to come together. Yeah. And to grow into the man that he became. I'm also glad. Yeah, I'm also glad that they never made Harry and Draco friends afterwards. They weren't friends. They were. They respected each other. They, they were more than acquaintances, and I think they respected each other. But I do not think they were ever like. Ron and Harry friends. They were not Ron and Harry. I. I I wouldn't even say they were Harry and Neville. I think it was more to the effect of like, you know what, uh, I, I, I tolerate you existing now, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just... I will say this, though. My faith in humanity continues to exist by the smidgiest, tiniest little bit because I have never found anybody who ships Ron and Drago. And I'm really happy about that. Oh, don't give it a name. <laughs> oh my God! Don't give it a name. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. It was just—it's spit out, and I didn't know. I, I couldn't take it back. Oh. Why would you do a thing like that? Why, why would you? Why would you on this? The <laughs> eve of my very first podcast. Come and do me the ah very first podcast. Would you do me this dishonor? I don't know why I just went to the Godfather. 
<laughs> this is what y'all can expect on this podcast. Oh my god. Yes. We are true chaotic neutrals, okay? And I swear we've got a bit of Italian in us because well, ma'am, she's we've got... talking with her bloody hands. You and do the same thing. I know we do the same thing. Oh my god. And oh, I can't even fathom it. I just, I, but the way, like, there's been multiple people who have told me, like, well, do you think in the fifth year after, after Lucius went to Azkaban that Voldemort had, um, Fenrir or Greyback fight Draco? See, that would be a decent plot for, like, an AU, but I don't think it actually happened in canon. But I would have been full support of Draco being a werewolf because it totally... If you look at his change from fifth year to seventh year, he looks like he's going through that change. And it's like... Is it weird to say that I would write a fanfic around that? Oh, there have been so many people who wrote fan fictions about it, it's just... Oh, I know, I know, I just mean... <laughs> you know. How many do you Yeah. But that would be... Like, it would have been an interesting route to take in the book and in the film because, you know, Voldemort had been known to set back on people who displeased him. But I think... It wouldn't... It wouldn't have, like, ruined anything, per se. But I do think it would have really dramatically changed. Dra- Dra- Draco's character. And I think it would have changed his arc, too. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm not gonna argue it here. I don't think Draco actually needed a redemption arc. Because I, I had always seen Draco as, like, I, I would compare him to a kid who grew up in a military family and was like, yes, I want to join the army when I get up. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to be an army guy, this, that, and the other thing. And then he actually got to the army and was like, whoa, fuck, I actually don't want to do this. He got, like, in over his head because of like I guess because of like tradition and stuff you know cause I don't think he ever stopped to ask himself what he really wanted until it was like just like a bit too late (laughs) exactly and nobody actually stopped to ask him what he wanted Like I said, I don't think he knew what he wanted. I think he thought wanting to join Voldemort, and he thought wanting to, like, ally himself with Voldemort was, you know, what he had to do. And he had... Well, that was what he was pressured to believe he had to do. I wouldn't even say pressured. I think it would just be like, you know, this is what we believe, this is what you're gonna do. And because his family wanted it, he convinced himself that he wanted it. Exactly. 
until he actually got it, and he's like, what the fuck is this? Y'all never told me about this. <laughs> it's just, I can't wrap, I can't wrap my head around the fact that people, I've seen multiple people comment on different sites that Draco was this horrible, horrible monster who deserved to have been left in the room of requirement when it was on fire because Nimrod Goyle decided he was going to use that flame spell. See, and here's the thing. I don't think Draco should have died. No. I don't think Snape should have died, but, you know, we won't talk about that right now. Because I think it was better for him to have to live with his actions. And live with guilt. And and the consequences of that. Of what he fucking pulled on all those kids. Especially poor Neville. Uh, yeah. I, you know, the sad thing is that applies for both Snape and Draco, but, you know. <laughs> hey, Draco never really picked on Neville. Yes, he did! You didn't really see too much of it. In the first book, he said if if brains were money, you'd be poorer than Ron. Well, later on, we didn't really see too much of it. Huh. <laughs> we won't go there. Because, listen... I don't stand very many people in Harry Potter, but I will fight you to the death about Neville Longbottom, okay? I don't care if he's overrated or whatever, okay? He's not overrated for fuck's sakes. He's not overrated. He is my son. The, the only person I'm really pissed off about, well, there's more than one, but the one person I'm pissed off that was not in fucking movies was Augusta Longbottom. Oh my god, Augusta Longbottom. Like, that woman would have scared the shit out of Voldemort more than you can believe. I, I fully believe that that's the only reason why he went after Harry instead of Neville. Because <laughs> he didn't want to go up against fucking Augusta. To like, be fair, to be fair. Like, that woman's scarier than shit. You only got a teaser when the clothes were on fucking Snape, but holy shitballs. You know, the thing is, I would actually kill to read a fanfic where somebody rewrote Harry Potter to have Neville as the chosen one. Yes. I've never been able to find one before. No. Somebody, if you're listening to this, please make one. Please write it. We would it. love to read it. We will fucking read it on air, okay? Yes. We'll take turns with each chapter. We, we, we will fucking my immortal that shit. Even though I, I would imagine you're better at writing than... Whoever wrote that. I swear to God, whoever. Wrote what? My immortal. That the Evanescence song? No, it was a fanfic based on the Evanescence song. You don't know my immortal? No? Should I? Y'all, she doesn't know my immortal. I'm a little behind. I'm sorry. I've been too focused on, like, anime and stuff like that. Ma'am! Ma'am, that thing has been on the internet since, like, 2011! How? It's Draco in leather pants! Okay, 
Okay, after this podcast, you have to send me the link to that, please. Oh my god, there are so many links. There are so many links all over the place. But it's better to listen to it as a dramatic reading, because then you won't get, like, brain cancer. <laughs> yes, I think that fic gives you brain cancer. I'm not trying to be offensive, but, like, if you've read it, you know. But, oh my god, I, I just, oh. Uh, if you guys can, please, please rewrite Harry Potter as a fan fiction in Neville's side as him being the chosen one. We will personally read it. We oh, will read hair. it. We will promote it. We will do all the fun things. I will even print it off and bind it and keep it in my library just so I have it. Yes. I have a printer at my friend's house. I just need ink and paper. I will print that shit, bind it, and put it on our bookshelf. Oh my god, yeah. I would literally do that for all seven novels, if you make that long. Each book is a different fanfic, and we would so, like, I would print every single book, bind them, and put them on our shelf. Oh my god, y'all. I can't believe we st- we started this talking about how Draco Malfoy ruins everything. And, and to be fair, he did also kind of ruin my immortals, so, you know, swing that around. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, this is the kind of nonsense you can expect from this podcast. We start off with one topic and then end with me passionately saying, I'm going to print seven books if you guys write fan fictions of Neville being the chosen one, binding them and putting them on my shelf. It's called the ADHD, y'all. Or as I call it, the squirrel. It's not just about the squirrel. Uh, Or, I know this is something else, but I call it the butterfly effect. I see a butterfly, and I'm talking, and it'd be like, ooh, butterfly. What were we talking about again? That, that's how my brain goes. I was talking to a friend of mine, and there was a butterfly that flew by the, the window, and I'm like, butterfly! And he had to sit there snapping his fingers, and I turn around, and I'm like, what was I saying? He's like, you were saying this, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, sorry! It was, it's funny. We go from multiple different directions because my brain decides I can't stay on one track for too long. I've got the mind of a goldfish sometimes. And it's not even. It's not even. Ranting. Not not even the mind of a goldfish. We share exactly one brain cell between us. And when if you notice how we go back and forth talking, sometimes we have to bounce that brain cell back and forth. <laughs> We're just hitting it back like a game of badminton. <laughs> We are so weird that it's our namesake. We're as nuts as our name. Yeah, don't tell them our name. No. Privacy reasons. No, but we are as nuts as our name. I'll admit, my nickname is Peanut, so I'm nuts either way. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. I can't say the same thing about my nickname, but, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> She's as crazy as it gets. We get it from our father. And, a and yes, we are mentally ill. We can reclaim crazy, okay? <laughs> when I tell you I'm normal, I'm slightly, largely exaggerating. I'm full on lying, y'all. <laughs> about Severus Snape. Or do you want to wait until two Saturdays and do our fandoms next week? We can do our feelings about Snape because quite frankly I have a lot to say. But I also have like a lot more to say about our ships. So uh, <clears throat> I want to get the Snape thing out of the way first because that is the most negative out of <laughs> it all. I have, I have a lot of hate for Severus Snape and um if you want those stuff, happen. Um, again, my ADHD kicked in. I saw red and I'm like, woo, balloon. Um, Draco, back on track. Yeah. He, honestly, if I'm in my honest opinion, I feel bad for Draco. This kid had so much pressure. So much. He had the world on his shoulders and... It seemed like nobody gave a shit except for Dumbledore. Because Dumbledore tried. And Honey tried to help him. But he refused because of being brainwashed. You know, I, I would also like, because um, I told you about that dream I had. Um, I had a dream where um, Draco and Harry actually became friends in first year. Not Draco and Ron. And, Harry and Ron. Yeah, Harry and Ron, sorry. Um, uh, and, the, and the point of the dream was that Lucius Malfoy had to show up at Private Drive for something. I guess he was giving everybody shit because Private of the... Drive. Private Drive. Oh my god. I, I'm like half a quarter British. You'd think I'd figure this shit out. Um, but he had to show up at Private Drive because he didn't like the way everybody was treating Harry, which... To be fair, it would be a lot scarier than the Weasleys showing up. I might actually write that as a fanfic at some point, but, um... I'll help. Anyway. I mean, I'm already working on, like, a couple Harry Potter fanfics anyway. Back to your... Back to your dream. You wanna hear it? That was basically the gist of it. But what she hasn't told you is the fact that the time that... Lucius met Dudley. Oh, yeah. He went back to the manor with Draco and says, don't ever take me back there again. Don't ever ask for me for anything either. <laughs> yes. Because apparently Dudley freaked the fuck out of Lucius so bad he never wanted to go back to Kermit Drive again. I, I, get, I would argue the thing was he saw what Draco could become and went, nah. Not my sons. Nah. <laughs> Not today, Satan! You kind of slowed down on the spoiling bit, too. It was like, nah, honey, nah. We, we ain't doing that shit no more. We, we, we aren't fucking with that, no. 
think so. If there's not, then I apologize if there is. You can, you can email us questions. And we'll answer them on, on stream, like on, on air. Um, you can email us questions. We'll set up an email so that you can send us stuff. Um, yeah. And if you send us some questions or you send us some opinions for stuff we can talk about, we'll talk about it. Even if you want to... Oh, even, even if you dare me to do a five-minute rant about things I can defend about Severus Snape, it'll be difficult, but I will do it. Even if you want... If, if, even if a couple of you get together and write that seven-long AU of Harry Potter... And call it Neville Longbottom and the Philosopher's Stone or something like that. If you send us the links to that, we'll gladly read them. Yes, we will. If we you, are we are we are big fanfic readers. If you have any pictures that you've drawn or paintings and stuff like that, and you want to send them to us, we'll display them on our on our pages. Yeah, we are. I'll even create. A separate website. Not a website, just a blog thing. I'll, I'll make a website and display all your pictures. Don't make big promises like that. We, we'll find a way to display your art or, you know. We'll figure it out, okay? Like we were saying, this is our very first podcast. I'm trying to over exaggerate things. Because I'm so excited to do this podcast. I know, me too. Like, we've been wanting to do it for so many years. Like, I think we started discussing doing this podcast way back in, what, 2015? 2017. 2017, back when we were living in Niagara Falls. And now that we're living where we are, um... We're finally, we're finally able to do it. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing how this is the start of something new. Yes, I was cheesy and quoted High School Musical, but I could do a, I could do a whole rant about that movie too. Um, Next time, Sarah, on that one. <laughs> we'll get we'll get through the Harry Potter stuff, and then um, you will get to hear me simping for Sharpay Evans. So, uh, um, uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. Uh, I think we're getting into just like some closing stuff here. So, uh, you know, you can catch us back here next week 
every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know this one's a little bit late. Uh, it's a little bit later of a podcast because, well, we just thought for shits and giggles. Shits and giggles. We throw out our first podcast now. But every I'm, Saturday. I'm recording this. We will edit it and then put it up at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Saturday. Oh, so we're just recording it now and then editing it? Again. Yes. Ah, yes. Never mind what I just said. She's dumb. Don't worry. Every Saturday. I have custody of the brain cell right now. Every Saturday at 4 p.m. we'll be going, we'll be putting up our podcast. And if you guys want, eventually one day we'll do a live podcast. Oh my god, I'm not ready for live. It'd take a bit, but eventually we'll do a live podcast. And if you guys like it, we continue to do live broadcasts every so often. But until then, we'll be doing recorded podcasts and putting them up. Um, I will post a link to my YouTube channel. I don't have a YouTube channel. Well, if you have questions or anything, we're we're on Tumblr. You can message us on Tumblr. Oh, I have a Twitter. You can also message me on Twitter. Same here. Actually, I'll have to make one for this podcast. Yes. But um, I will start on the email for the questions, and I'll post it up on SoundCloud underneath of it. I'll send it to uh, Dolly, and yeah, I'll set that up, and then you guys will be able to, um, just send us some stuff. Nice stuff. Please, nice stuff. If you actually start sending us stuff that's not cool, you're not cool. It, it already screws with our head when So, to be clear, you can be constructively critical, but don't be rude. Exactly. See, I believe, thanks to a friend of mine, he he got me saying this. His name is Michael Plot. He's part of a group called MFers. It's Mike's friends, Mike's family, Mike's foes. My friend introduced me to him, and his saying is, peace, love, and positivity. We accept positivity. We're not, like, super, we're not super duper, like, hi, but we're, like, generally, you know, good-natured, easygoing people. Unless you get me talking about Severus Snape, and then I have lots to say. We prefer dealing with peace, love, and positivity. We don't like negative. We don't like um, bullshit. We, d- we just don't deal with bullshit. Because we've had so much bullshit happen in our lives. Why are we trauma dumping, tra- Kiara? Why are we trauma dumping? We've gone through so much shit that we don't need it from you guys. 
So only positivity, please. We'll accept criticism. But if you're calling us bitches and everything like that, we'll, we'll just ignore you. But it just, just don't. Because that says more about your character than it does us. Why spend time writing up a, an abusive long email when you could, like, do other stuff with your life? Like, jerk off. on your Animal Crossing Island. Yeah, pick the weeds on your Animal Crossing Island. Shave your crotch. looking so are you I'm kidding guys it's it's sisterly banter I'm not actually picking on Sarah uh Dolly Dolly say that again Dolly and Kiara say I'm not actually picking on Dolly I'm not actually picking on Dolly okay cause I'm gonna have to cut that bit out um uh, 101? Yeah. And this has been the Fanny Pack Podcast. I'm excited to continue our journey. I'm excited to bitch about more fandom stuff. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.